Welcome to Man Fully Alive Podcast. My name is Mike with a mic. And I'm Deacon Nick. We are about to start into something completely new. It's called Alleluia. Alleluia. Easter. He is risen, y'all. <laughs> and, you know, I think we just kind of tend to forget how big a deal this day is. We get all confused by fluffy bunnies and delicious sweet treats and a welcome back to whatever thing we were given up. And even more than that, I think we get just naturally kind of lost on stuff that doesn't matter. Sure. Sure. And I think it's, it's, it's so important for the Christian to focus on what is this day really about? Why am I saying hallelujah? Why am I joy filled? Yeah. This, this Easter season that's just started. Why do I have joy to the gills, man? That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, and honestly, you know, this is the biggest, holiest day of the entire year. Easter yeah. is way bigger, way bigger than, than Christmas. Um, even though society makes a bigger deal out of Christmas. Well, you can't commercialize as many gifts out of this day as you can towards the end of a calendar year, I guess. Maybe that's what it is. But well, and the bunny can't deliver nearly as many presents as Santa Claus. Yeah, so. he's got he's got reindeer power. <laughs> um, so let's get into the meat of the day. But before we do that, a big, big happy Easter to you and your families. And Lent is over, the waiting is over, and he is risen. We are, we are past the passion and suffering of our Lord and the, the hope and the fulfillment and all of the stuff that he said in his life now makes sense. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. As he said upon the cross just yesterday, you know, it is finished because it, it has all come to fruition, right? Yeah. That's why we can say hallelujah because it, it's, it's come about. He has done it. He has achieved it. it it's, it's awesome. And so <clears throat> that, that is precisely why this is the biggest day. It, this is the day Jesus has saved us. This, you know, this season, we just celebrated this Triduum, this Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Easter, is what has saved us. Mm-hmm. That's, why, that's why we celebrate it so big. That's why it's more important than Christmas. Because Christmas gave us the Lord in the flesh. Yeah, Christmas was like the start of the hope. That's right. But Easter is the fulfillment of that hope. Like the hoping is no longer in vain. Perfectly said. Everything is now, everything that we were thinking might happen just happened. Yes, right? exactly. This is, this is, Christmas is the lighting of the firework and you watching it shoot up into the sky and you kind of see this little trail. And Easter is the actual explosion where everyone goes, ooh, ooh, ah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's exactly how I do it. You're right. Very good. And nobody ever goes, ah, ooh. No, no no one does that. It'd be backwards. What are you talking about? Sacrilege. All right. Let's kick it off in a prayer. Take it out. Deacon Nick. Name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, you are glorious this day, and we are more than just excited. We are we are brought to a new language this season. <clears throat> we say, Alleluia, because you are so good and you have given us so much and you've brought salvation to the world. There is nothing more important. There is nothing more exciting. There is nothing more to be done except for to fulfill what you have started, what you have given us through this salvific work. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Mm, hallelujah.
So I want to talk a little bit today about uh, the the actual vigil itself. Like the, there's four major parts to the Easter vigil, yeah. which are full of meaning and and absolutely gorgeous. This, um, this was the original trilogy. So like this was before Matrix trilogy. This was before uh, any of the diehards. I mean, this is big stuff, this, guys. This, this is huge. Is, this goes way way back. And and, like, and there's more than three. There's actually four. So it's yeah, bigger than yeah. a trilogy. It's it's, it's a triduum. That's really a four to them. That's right. Um, <laughs> no, so the four parts of the Easter Vigil, the, it's, we start with uh, this one liturgy that only happens this one time during the year, the Liturgy of the Light. It's amazing. And if you've ever been to it, you'll notice, oh, uh, <clears throat> something is going on, but I don't see the priest and I don't see the altar servers. Where is everybody? Well, they're outside. And the, the liturgy starts outside with the candle. The candle is scored if you will actually wounded uh, cut with a small knife um and pierced with five tiny uh nails that have incense on the end of them and those five nails that scoring represents the wound of christ the wounds of christ and mm-hmm. so just like uh we read about the crowning of thorns the piercing of the side the nails in the hands and the feet um and the and the scourging the candle is treated just like Christ. It is wounded. And then it is blessed mm-hmm. and lit. And this is this is amazing because as the liturgy continues, the the uh, procession starts, the altar servers come in, the uh, the deacon, the priests, and all of the candidates who have gone through our CIA, they all start to process in, right? And then either the deacon or the priest raise up the candle and they say, the light of Christ. And everybody responds, thanks be to God. And they go to the middle of the church. That They started in the back of the church. Then they go to the middle of the church. They say, the light of Christ. And everybody responds, thanks, thanks be to God. God. And at this point, everybody who is in the pews has small little candles, right? And they're unlit. Mm-hmm. But then they start to light them one by one. And they pass the light down from one person to the next. And this is, keep in mind, this is at the Vigil Mass. This is at Holy Saturday that this is occurring. So That's if, right. If you're only going to Easter Day Mass... You've never experienced this. That's right. So get to get to check out Holy Saturday next year because you missed it. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> it's so awesome. It's it's a huge deal because that that candle, just to reiterate, scourged, five wounds, pierced, blessed, processed, light of Christ. Yes. Yes, it, it is the light of Christ. And that's precisely why the image here is so important. Just like... Jesus has entered into each one of our lives, pierced through our souls, through our baptism. Mm-hmm. So too, your candles are then now lit. Our candles are lit because we are baptized. Correct. Yes. So, so the Easter candle represents quite Christ, and our candles represent our souls that are alit by Christ. A blaze. So, so the church. Sort of a microcosm, a small version of the entire world. Just as the Easter candle represents Christ and we represent the world, um, or, or you know, all of our candles represent our souls, so too, macrocosm, if we look at the entire world, Christ is the light of the entire world. And the entire world is lit by the spreading of the faith, by people getting baptized. I love this liturgy. It's beautiful. It's full of symbolism. Um, so I can't, I can't talk about it. Enough, but of course we're going to move on, right? Because yeah. there's even more to experience. Yeah, there's more meat. There's more meat. In we fact, just got through the crispy crust, but now it's time <laughs> to get to the juicy meat. That's right. The liturgy, of the word. It's it's the meat at every mass that we receive, right? Mm-hmm. But, but we get so much of it at the Easter vigil because we go through a possibility of up to 
five readings, well, I think up to seven readings, sometimes you get three, five, or seven readings of the Old Testament, mm-hmm. uh, describing creation, describing the covenants that, that God has entered into with humanity. Uh, and then, of course, you get responsorial psalms after each. You get an epistle uh, from St. Paul to the Romans. And then you the climax, the, the gospel reading is Mary Magdalene and the other women going and finding the empty tomb, recognizing that oh, he's not here. He has been raised. Where did he go? They took the Lord. They took him. Oh, Mary, they took the Lord. He's gone. I'm imagining like a Barney Fife running out there. Like, oh, God, he took the Lord. <laughs> that, that would be quite a scene, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, they run. They do. Yeah. They, they run. They go to the, tell the apostles. And I love how it says that, uh, you know, what they were speaking was nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> and so Peter's like, yeah, yeah, okay, I got this. So he runs down there. And he sees it exactly as they describe. Well, okay, you know, Hallelujah. you know, he was an elder because the other the other disciple got there faster. But well, then that's right. Gave that tip of the hat. If you've listened to the, I think it was our first episode. Yes. You know, this is a tip that the other apostle gives it to Peter because Peter was the rock upon which the church was built. So he was already seen as a leader within the community of the disciples. Yeah, and we'll see that portion of the gospel. Uh, one of these Sundays. Yeah, it's coming it's not, up soon. It's not actually on yeah. Easter uh, where we get that tidbit, but you're right. Like, he runs, and the younger apostle beats him, so he's like, hey, come on, son, let me, let me yeah. check it out. Yeah. <laughs> come on, old man. Get on up here. I'll let you go in first. So the liturgy of the word is so powerful. We get that aha moment. We get that that moment in which, you, you know, I, I love to share this. I remember being in college. It was the first time I'd really been an adult, really paid attention, really saw the Easter Vigil for what it was. And during all of the Old Testament readings, and even during the epistle, the entire church was dark. Mm-hmm. But when the gospel was read, and it said that the tomb was empty, they turned on the lights, and they had volunteers that all of a sudden came up and decorated the altar. And it was like, oh, it's such a defining moment. Everything has changed now because he has risen. Yeah. It's the, amazing. The, the hope the the thoughts the all the all the moments of Jesus talking about this of saying I will not be with you always and where I'm going you cannot follow and all of those little moments where you're just what does he mean yeah it's like <laughs> oh oh uh, Ah, aha! Oh, ooh, hey guys! Right, guys, it's all making sense. It's, it's the, everything it's he was saying. The big aha, right? Yeah. It's the epiphany of all epiphanies. Yeah, in in our own minds. Yeah, it's amazing. <clears throat> and once we have that word, once we've received it, we start to digest it immediately. The fruits of God's word, the fruits of Jesus's actions upon the cross, being His grace, His mercy, His love, the church, everything. Yeah. culminates in what we're about to see next. Because the third part of the Mass is the reception of the sacraments by those who have gone through the RCIA. Yeah. Those who are entering the church, receiving the sacraments of initiation, being baptized, initiated into the family of God, becoming uh, sac- uh, sons and daughters of the Father. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. And then they are strengthened mm-hmm. by the gift of the Holy Spirit, the further gift of the Holy Spirit through confirmation, where they are given the mission to spread the gospel message by word and deed. And and at that time of, especially during the baptism, the whole congregation renews their baptismal vows. That's right. It's just, right. it's, it's, it's a, it's like a rebirth, not only for the people that are just entering and they, when, and we welcome these people into our church, just so 
overjoyed at all the work and the progress that they've made to make themselves ready to be now temples of the Holy Spirit. They receive them. The, the whole church proclaims that, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. You know? yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, like you were saying, it just it, it builds upon, builds upon, builds upon, builds upon. And it's renewal, and it's, it's amazing. It's so much more than bunnies and candy. Right, exactly. It's so much, so more. much more. I mean, if you think about what's actually happened to these candidates, they are baptized, confirmed, and then received the Holy Eucharist all within the matter of like 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. It's amazing. Think about, think about how big of a change that is to the soul. They went from being simply a human person to being a child of God with a mission and fed with divine life through the Eucharist. Yeah. Amazing transformation that takes place in the person receiving those sacraments. And each Amen. of us who call ourselves Catholic have received that throughout our life. But at the Easter Vigil, it is so compact. It is so... It's, it's like a sacrament sandwich, <laughs> like three, three to five layers deep. That's and right. <laughs> that's right. It's just beautiful because... And you have meat on that sandwich. Oh, just so much meat. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's like five layers of bacon. <laughs> Lent, what? Lent is over. This is amazing. <laughs> so you get, you get to the end of mass now. And you go forth to celebrate because our hope is no longer in vain, right? That's the right. hope that we had that was had gone unfulfilled, right? Because of Jesus' resurrection, we are now living in the bliss that we had hoped for. That's right. And because we are living in that bliss, because we have been so blessed and we are strengthened by the Eucharist, we we celebrate. For 50 days, right? For 50 days, we celebrate how awesome God is, how he has saved us through, mm-hmm. through sending his only son. And you're and, thinking, well, I only heard of Easter Monday. No, it's just Easter Monday. <laughs> There's a whole season of Easter Mondays. <laughs> yeah, it's <sighs> funny. You know, um, these days people stop saying Merry Christmas like the day after Christmas, right? Even mm-hmm. though that's really when Christmas season yeah, starts. Yeah. Um, it tends to be that way with Easter as well. We we you know, Easter Sunday is over and then on Monday people are like, Oh, it's still Easter? Well, yeah, for for fifty days. Yeah. All the way to Pentecost. And uh, you know, just in terms of a teaser, I'm sure we'll talk about it uh, in fifty days, but uh Pentecost is amazing because that's the time when after we have celebrated, after we have recalled and, and truly said our hallelujahs, not just with our mouths, but with our hearts. Um, then the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost, and Jesus turns over his mission to us. That's the power of confirmation. That's the power of Pentecost, uh, that we now, as the church, pick up where Jesus left off, and we are to go and spread the gospel throughout the world. Mm-hmm. The, the amazing gift of salvation that Jesus gave us by dying on the cross, he desires us to give to others who do not yet know. And in fact, to that point, you really inspired me a long time ago when you first asked me to do this podcast, because I remember you specifically mentioning, you know, I really want to spread the faith. I really want to tell others about God. And, and I think that's precisely the Pentecost call. Do you remember saying that to me? Yeah. 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 I didn't think you'd take me up on it, but you know. <laughs> But that's the beauty of, of God puts desires in your heart for, for a reason and for a purpose. And, you know, I may never meet a single person that's inspired by one of these podcasts other than you and me growing in faith. But that's the purpose of the gospel is not to just 
set well in your heart and you're like, wow, I'm really experiencing a lot of life from this gospel that I just mm, digested. It's so good. It's literally to just give new life to you so that you can go and give new life to others because Christ, through his life, has given us a guide way to joy. And that guide way, that guide path, that, that, that way through the forest is to mimic him, right? First, create a relationship with God. Learn to offer the sacrifices of your life up for the purposes of, of the Lord. And then, through those sacrifices, maintain joy. And then, the next time you find yourself in a sacrificial situation, you find joy in it. And you find peace and you find prosperity, especially in those times that really call you out of yourself because you're like, wow, I feel so united with God and God's giving me the peace that I need. And other people start to see that peace and or the, the calm and the storm that you're exhibiting. Right. And it just spills out of you like this, this constant barrage of, of just calm. Yeah. And I think you hit it on the head earlier when you talked uh, so well about hope. Easter gives us hope yeah. and it is precisely hope that allows us to live the faith, to have, to have perseverance, to be able to pick up our cross, to be able to follow him, to be able to evangelize the world, to be able to transform and hopefully one day eternally be with him. Yeah. So enjoy these 50 days because they come around once a year for us. But the thing is until you experience them, until you put your whole self into this Easter, and really allow yourself to hope for better in your own life by uniting yourself with the Lord. You don't have the fullness of the joy of Easter yet. So let's finish in a prayer. Absolutely. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for the just moment to pause and kind of celebrate you and just have you on our hearts and our minds and on our lips. And to be able to say, Alleluia, you have fulfilled all the promises that you made. Help us to trust you enough to let those promises come to life in our own lives. And we ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. For Manfully Alive Podcast, my name is Mike with a mic. And I am Deacon Nick. Signing off. Happy Easter. Out. Mm-hmm.